You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this room? Yes, we're in it. And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lane. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Mike and Rashad with you until 11 o'clock. Talked a lot of football, the Alliance of American Football in a little Super Bowl in the first hour. As well as snow again. Oh my God! It looks <laughs> terrible out there. Um, oh my gosh! How will I ever survive for these next couple days? And now we're going to go to the NBA because we haven't talked NBA since August. Yeah, it's been and a while. We're 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 a pretty big NBA show here. We like the players. We just like to follow the sport. And uh, it's it's kind of tough when there's a lot of stuff going on, and you're like, ah, oh, we're football Sunday, so. It's come, especially come, when come listen to us in February talk about the especially when stuff is like cool like the, the all the big trade and stuff like we missed the trade deadline so we couldn't right. even like really talk like oh man what what the hell should the Blazers do right well we now know what the Blazers did the Blazers made two trades they got Rodney Hood for Nick Stauskas Wade Baldwin and a second round pick or two second round picks and they got Scal Labissiere who maybe we'll see today Blazers played noon by the way against the Mavs. Maybe we'll see today. I don't know. Uh, for Caleb Swanigan. Now, on its face, I think both trades were very good trades. You weren't playing Nick Scout Nick Stauskas anymore. Wade Baldwin had he was like a cool, fun player, but you kept sending him up and down to the G League. Second round picks mean nothing in my opinion. And you get Rodney Hood, who on the Jazz was a pretty big impact player, six foot eight, three point shooter. I think a pretty above average defender, mm-hmm. maybe more average defender, but better than what Stauskas was giving you at least. It was a good trade, right? You get good value. You get a player who can help you. We saw in the first game, we'll get to that in a second. He played well. Scalabissier for Caleb Swanigan. It feels like an even swap, except I think you knew Swanigan didn't have it, right? We had what? It was the first summer league where Biggie was playing great, and you're like, oh, my God, the Swanigan guy. What an amazing pickup. Mm-hmm. Second-round pick or late first-round pick. Um, no, he you knew Swanigan wasn't going to make it in the in the NBA. Labissiere has also had a very similar train, basically. He's been in the league a little bit longer, but I think he's around the same age because he left after his freshman year at Kentucky. He was one of the top high school recruits in the country, went to Kentucky, struggled a bit there, but went to the NBA and his minutes basically has gotten slashed this year. He averaged kind of nine points, and now he's down to two points. So I think you got a guy with a little bit more upside. He can shoot the three a little bit. He's a big guy, and I'm not sure who loses rotation minutes because he's there. Uh, Zach Collins lost rotation minutes because Rodney Hood was there, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. So maybe Collins kind of falls out of favor, which 
would be strange considering he's the future pillar of your franchise, Neil O'Shea. But either way, we'll figure that out as, as the players come in and we'll see how they play. But I thought that was a good value trade as well. You give up a guy who you knew wasn't going to make it in the NBA, or at least you, you thought wasn't going to make it. And you get a guy with maybe a little bit more upside and potentially helps you a little bit more this year. I think Rodney. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying, those two trades are great on their face, right? Good, good little trades. Good little trades. Do they do anything to help you get out of the first round of the NBA playoffs? In my opinion, no. These are the same kind of trades that, that we've seen Neil O'Shea make many times over and over. And he's gotten lucky, or maybe not lucky, but he's had a couple of good ones. You know, the, the Nurkic trade was a very good trade. But it's often just, oh, well, okay. This guy will help a little bit, but is it enough to, to push them over the edge? It's, I'm not sure. It's tough. So I, I'm i going to say yes, because at the end of the day, you gave up nothing to get a guy like Rodney Hood who can give you 15, 16 points a night. You know, in his first game as a Blazer, he was 6 for 7 for 14 points. You know, and, and that's and that's in his first action without really knowing exactly how he fits in to the offense. And CJ is still able to go out there and, and put up some of the points that he was able to uh, is, to put up. Is there anything more predictable than a new player coming in? No, that's the having that's an the, amazing first game and Blazer fans are now obsessed with Rodney Hood. That's you know, I, I think no, it's it's not. But I think when you look at the guys that have been on that list. I think it's important to say some of them have actually been a huge help for the Blazers. I know Jesse mentioned the most uh, recent one was Nick Stauskas. So. Nick, yeah, no, well, I mean Nick Stauskas had the the one good game, and you know that's remember Rudy Fernandez. You one know when he had game. that when he had that really good game, and I think it was during the preseason, and he caught like a reverse dunk. It was or a reverse lob. It's like oh my gosh, didn't he hit like got, six threes? Yeah, oh my gosh, this Rudy Fernandez guy is going to be great. That's not the case with Rodney Hood. You know they made a big stink about him last year when he went to Cleveland and he didn't play. Because here's a guy that came from this Utah team who was incredibly uh, efficient. And then he gets to to the Cavaliers and they don't play him. And they're trying to figure out why. And then the game that he actually did play in the finals, like they were competitive for the first two or three quarters because they had Rodney Hood in the game. So I look at a guy that is going to come in and give you 14 points, uh, maybe hopefully off the bench, you know, maybe not off the bench, maybe – I don't know. Is he a, is he a better player than Aminu? Like I think so. I think he's a better scorer than Aminu. Yeah, but, but Aminu's, Aminu's, I, I think Aminu, Aminu does a lot of those other things. Like he's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to get you a couple of assists. I think Aminu is is vital to this team because right now you've got and let's just assume Jake Lehman should be the starter because he's playing out of his mind right now. Um, you've got Damian Lillard, who's improved actually a lot as a defender, but still not the best. CJ can't defend to save his life. Jake Lehman can't defend to save his life. And Nurkic is okay, but gets into foul trouble, right? He's actually fairly good, but he gets into foul trouble. You need Aminu on the floor. So do not replace Aminu with Rodney Hood. Hood is not as good of a defender as Aminu is. He's not, but the one thing you also need, we saw the Blazers get demolished by New Orleans last year. More than anything, not by Anthony Davis. Yes, by Anthony Davis, but more by New Orleans guards. Rondo as well, just because you have two two, six-foot-two, guards, and sometimes that can be... Uh, cause a problem if you're trying to score. Now, Rodney Hood is a 6'8 wing all of a sudden that can put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Like, that's the one thing that you don't have on this Blazers team. Like, uh, you, and, Jake um, Lehman. Oh, okay. For, forgive me. You know, Jake and Jake Lehman, who's who Look, has dude, been. you got to give Lehman some credit. He I will. I will. Amazing. Jake Lehman is having a great season, you know, so far. But Rodney Hood has had really good seasons. Like, this is a, this is a good season for Jake Lehman. And I think he's going to. But does he do this for any other team? And I think that's always the big question. Like, are, are these guys able to go to put them on Charlotte or put them on the Clippers, and they're going to be just as, as competitive? I think Rodney Hood is going to be good no matter where he goes. He has the type of game. Well, that's interesting. So 
with the with the Jake Lehman thing, in my opinion, Jake Lehman has has forced himself into the starting lineup. Even if they're starting Harkless, Lehman's getting starters minutes, right? Lehman got 32, 33 minutes a game last couple of weeks. He is everything you just described. He can put the ball on the ground, on the floor. He can drive. He can cut. He can dunk. He can shoot the three ball with no abandon. By the way, second round pick out of Maryland. Um, this is a guy right now who you cannot take out of the lineup. He's playing with so much confidence. Now, this is not to say that he's going to be a great player forever, right? We've seen flashes from players before where you're like, hell, Jeremy Lin's the perfect example, right? Jeremy Lin, Lin's sanity was incredible for half a season, and now he's a sixth man on the Hawks. You know what I mean? But basically everything you just said that Rodney Hood is, you have now in Jake Lehman. And I think Lehman is playing better than Rodney Hood could play, potentially. So Lehman stays in the starters minutes right now. But I agree that Hood gives you that off the bench, which you didn't really have. Who was the best guy off the bench? Probably Seth Curry, because he was shooting the three ball really well. Um, Evan Turner is super inconsistent. Hell, Myers Leonard is actually playing kind of decent this year off the bench. He's playing better defense, better smart basketball. Uh, who else? Am I missing anybody obvious? Um, I mean, Rodney Hood should now be your your top bench player, right? He should. He should. So give Layman starters minutes. Honestly, if Harkless is the one who loses it because of loses minutes because of it, so be it. He's had an awful season. He can barely stay on the court with his knee. They tried to trade him at the trade deadline if the rumors were all, were all true and the reports were true. So, and he's not an expiring deal next year. So trade him at the end of the season and get something back for him. I would say you would put Lehman as your starter and then Hood as your number two coming in at that three spot and just see what happens. Yeah. Ride the hot hand. Right now it's Lehman. And kind of pick and choose your battles in that in that sense. And But... Why do you think that gets him out of the first round? Because it's just one more good player. And we don't know anything about Scal yet. We don't know how he's going to fit into the team or if he's any good. I mean, because next to, to defense. To be honest, I've never watched him play. So And Scal of is, again, it's one of those guys that, no, your nine points is not helpful to the Sacramento Kings. Sorry, it's just not. Your nine points to a competitive Blazer team, that can be a huge difference. Now, all of a sudden, you just got in a guy that can give you 15 in Rodney Hood. Another guy that can give you nine. Well, that's 24 points from two guys, you know, possibly coming off your bench. That's not something that you really – Remember, you're re you're removing minutes from somebody else. You're so removing – but, again – Just subtract those points from that. So it'll be yeah. more like maybe 18 points or something. No, yeah. So, I mean – but I'm saying you have somebody that, in I guess in limited minutes, at least when he was playing, you know, uh, and I think he started sometime uh, last year for Sacramento and, you know, again, averaged about nine points. So you're maybe the fourth scorer, you know, on a team. On this Blazers team, especially if he's playing in a a secondary role, like coming off the bench and playing against the second team, I don't see why he can put up nine points, eight, nine points, and that could be really helpful to this Blazers team. Again, that doesn't help Sacramento. It doesn't help Memphis or any of those teams that are in not very good spots right now. But a team that's competitive, yeah, your seven, eight points could be helpful. Right. I agree. Helpful. But, again, the question is, and we're going to – I'll ask this and we'll go to the break and we'll, we'll answer it next segment. Do the Blazers get out of the first round of the playoffs with just these two additions? I, I don't think that's up to these two additions. I think that's going to have to I'm, – I'm asking that more from Aminu. 
I'm asking that more from Lillard, who didn't, or excuse me, from uh, CJ, who didn't have a great playoff run or hasn't had a great playoff run. I'm asking that of Nurkic. Like, mind you, these guys that you just got in, these are supposed to be complimentary guys off the bench, supposed to help. I'm looking at these starters and people that get big minutes to be the ones to, to carry the team, not necessarily Rodney Hood off the bench. More on that next Sports Sunday on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Were the trades good enough to help push the Blazers over the top in the playoffs, at least for one round? Better you today. Text line is 55305. Rashad said before we went to break, he's not asking of the additions all of that extra. He's not putting all that extra pressure on the new additions. He's asking that of the starters. And I agree. Uh, but I think we as a, as a fan base generally understand that the way that this team is built is not good enough to get out of the first round of the playoffs. Last year was kind of a, a huge wake-up call of we all said the Pelicans were the best matchup. Remember that? We were looking at all the teams in the West. It was super crowded. Everybody was within a half, within a half game of each other. It was like, who's the best matchup for the Blazers? Ah, oh, the Pelicans. Great. They get the Pelicans, and then they got absolutely embarrassed over four games. And the the continuing problem is always the fact that you can't rely just on Damian Lillard, right? Uh, they 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 made it their goal in that series last year to take him out of the game no matter what. We've talked about it many times last year, double, triple teaming him at times to where he had to pass the ball. And the other guys had to make the open shots, and they didn't, right? Because you just don't have players who were good enough to do that. Nurkic has improved this year. He's much better on the pick and roll. But yet the last couple of weeks, have you noticed? Inconsistent Nurkic is back. Yep. He's missing some bunnies again. So it's not like he's fixed all of a sudden. He's still got some issues. CJ's been on fire the last couple of weeks, but he's been super inconsistent this year. Aminu's bricking threes left and right. Mo Harkless forgot how to shoot. Now, you've got Jake Lehman who's playing well, like I talked about. You know, if Hood turns out to be a good player, that'll help. Seth Curry can shoot the three. Myers Leonard Hell can shoot the three. But my point is, if, if you are Neil Olshay and you are trying to save your job, which I think he is, I remember Jason Quick said this on primetime about a month or so ago. He goes, if the Blazers don't get out of the first round of the playoffs – he thinks that Stotts and, and Olshay might get fired because it's the same it's the same thing every single year. And if he's trying to save his job and you see some of the players available on the free agent market, and there's two I'm not or on the trade market, I mean, and I'm not gonna talk about even the big guys, although it still baffles me. Go make a run at Anthony Davis, please, and make a serious effort because holy hell, imagine that, right? But if you want to go a little smaller scale, there were two players on the market who I thought would have been amazing fits for this team who would have given you an instant impact player, and you didn't have to give up that much. Otto Porter and Nikola Meritich. Both got traded. Both. Neither demanded much in return. When you looked at those trades, you went, that's all it took to get Otto Porter? That's all it took to get Nikola Meritich? And then you go, Neil, what are you doing? Why is Scalabissier your option as your because the hood trade was already done, right? It's not a bad trade. Why are you gonna go get Scal 
when you can go get Otto Porter or Nikola Meritich, who will help you way more now, especially Otto Porter, who fits exactly that role you need in the three, three and D guy who can shoot the three, although he does have a big salary. Um, why is that your option? Those are the players that help you get out of the second round or out of the first round, in my opinion, not Rodney Hood and Scalabissier. So when you see the value on those deals, if you're trying to save your job and you're trying to make a big impact play to get some guys, come on. Yeah, I think it's, you know, and I, I think, I don't know if it was Souk that alluded to it earlier this week. Is like, man, you're starting to see this is the this is the the result of having a bunch of crappy contracts on your team that nobody really wants. Like nobody, you can't trade Evan Turner because nobody wants to pay that much money for the rest of Evan Turner's contract. Like you can't really trade Aminu right now because no one really wants him. Like I mean, I think that's the big handcuffing thing right now for the Blazers. Like you can't put any help around Dame and CJ because you don't really have the assets to be able to do that. And, again, Nurkic, there's, there's times where he looks like, like you said, the Bosnian beast, and then there's other times where he just looks like Dude, a guy. Otto Porter got traded for Jabari Parker, who hasn't been good for three years, and Bobby Portis. You're telling me the Blazers can't at least make an even deal to that? Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. Nikola Meritich got traded for for who? Who did the Bucks give up for Nikola Meritich? Thon, uh, wait, hold on. So Nikola, he got for Jason Smith and Stanley Johnson, and some picks. Uh, and some seconds. the Bucks got or or in a Stanley Depends, Johnson. Yeah. What's it? Yeah, Thon Maker. Team trade. Thon yeah. Maker. But the what the uh, what the Pelicans got was Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, and some second round picks. What? You're telling me that the Blazers couldn't have made a better offer than that? I mean, you're right. There's a lot of iffy players in terms of trade value on this Blazers team. But there's also all those players that we just mentioned are also iffy players, right? Inconsistent players, players who get hurt, players who can't seem to figure out how to be consistent helpers in the NBA. It's the same thing. So just why? I mean, we it's the tough thing is we don't know how much effort was put towards those players, right? We don't know if they had trade talks. Like, we heard the report when the Paul George stuff was happening last year that the Blazers had a great offer, but Kevin Pritchard said no because he hates the Blazers. But that, that to me, those are the trades that get you out of the first round. And what they did doesn't. And that's, that, that, that's what sucks, I think, for Blazer fans right now is you could very easily have made those impact trades that would have been better and more beneficial than what you did now. And the West is going to be just as hard. I mean, the East made made some great moves in the trade deadline this year, but the West is still going to be really difficult. If the Blazers stick in this four or five range, you're going to play the five seed or the four seed or whatever, and then you're going to have to play the freaking Warriors in the second round. And the four or five seed is going to be good. They are. So it's going to be the Thunder or it's going to be the Spurs or it's going to be – Hell, anybody, right? Any of those teams could be tough to beat. So it's just one of those things where you're going, it's like you're slamming your head against the wall where it it, it feels more obvious than it than it than they made it out to be. So I mean, at what point do we just start saying that maybe Olshay just isn't a great GM? Like, I mean, honestly, because as I'm looking at the, I have a list right now. I'm looking at Basketball Reference, and I'm looking at the moves that he's made since he's been the Blazers. Um, GM. GM. There's so, some good ones. 
Uh, yeah, there's some good ones. Like the good one is, man, you draft Damian Lillard in 2012. Yep. Then the other good one is you draft C.J. McCollum in 2013. But in between there, it was signing Colby Carl. And, um, yeah, exactly, Colby Carl, George Carl's son. Um, uh, Grant, Grant Jared, uh, Dorian, uh, Darrell Wright. I remember Ter- Darrell Wright. Yeah, just, I mean, R- Richard Howell, who? <laughs> Darius Morris, who? Like, that's that's what we've been able to – that's what we've been accustomed to as Blazers fans and people who've been watching the Blazers just here in Portland. Right. Like, I think I think if you look at the big things he did, right – Like trade Will Barton? Right. The Aaron Aflalo trade, although, to be fair, the Aaron Aflalo trade at the time was a great trade, but then Wes Matthews got hurt the next day. Aaron Aflalo was not a great trade. It, like, it, the Will, Will Barton ended up turning into a real NBA right. player. I, I know. You I let know. him go. I know. But, but, the Aflalo trade – at the time should have been a good trade, but yes, the, it didn't work out because of injuries because he, he got thrust into the starting two role when they envisioned him as the sixth man. And because Wes Matthews literally the next day ruptured his Achilles tendon, right? That happened immediately, almost immediately after the trade and the had to come in. That was a great trade. Now, granted, Will Barton has turned into a solid player, but it was a good trade at the time. It just was unlucky that it happened that way. The, uh, the use of Nurkic trade was a great trade, right? So he's done some big things that were okay, but the rest of it has been he he's so it seems like he's hesitant to make a big move for some reason where you can't sign free agency here. We all know that. So go make a big whopper of a trade. And he's so attached to CJ McCollum. We all know what CJ is now. CJ is a great scorer in the NBA. He really is. He's one of the best pure scorers in the NBA, I think in terms of his ability to, to, to score from all over the court. But he doesn't do anything else. And I think we all know that, right? Imagine what you could get for if you include CJ McCollum in a package. You could potentially get Anthony Davis, right? Potentially. I'm not saying you could, but you could be in the conversation if you made some sort of a deal with first-round picks and CJ McCollum and Zach Collins and what honestly, we'll throw whatever else you want in there. I don't care. Because you're getting Anthony Davis and a chance to resign him. So to me, it's it's those kind of things where you become so attached to certain players and you spit BS out to the fans all the time that now no one's buying anymore. No one is buying the BS anymore. That it's run its course, right? You've done some good things, you've done a lot of bad things. It's time to move on. This was your chance to try to save face and make this team better for this year's playoff run. And you did, but you didn't. And it's, and it's when you see the other trades that happen, it's like, come on, man. It it seems like we've done more. There's been more bad than, than good. Like I think the good is because you have a top five player in the league on your team, top seven, eight player in the the league and Damian Lillard on your team. And then you have another guy who can be considered top 25, you know, on your team and CJ McCollum. So that's the good. Um, uh, drafting Zach Collins was probably a bad idea because you're still waiting for him. You got a project that you drafted in the lottery that you could have had someone else. Uh, signing guys like Archie Goodwin and Anthony Morrow and Brandon Rush, mind you, albeit two day contract, man, bet. And for Anthony Simons, you know, probably a bad idea. You know, and so it's it's those little things that you look at. And how many times can we keep saying, because, yeah, you drafted Dame in that draft, but then you also took Myers Leonard with five picks later. So, and he's still yet to work out, and it's been like seven years at this point. So, yes, there's been some good there, but there's also been uh, a, there's been a lot way, of bad. There's been way more bad than good. Yes. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying 
because we're all frustrated, don't forget that he has done some good things. It's all it's all I'm saying. Um, but it that's why I keep going back to the point. This this was his chance, in my opinion, to save face with Blazer fans if you went big on this trade deadline. Because you know this team is good enough with one more piece to make it out of the first round and compete in the second round. You know it's true. I mean, is Otto Porter that piece? I don't know, but he's better than what you got, right? And Otto Porter went for nothing for, to the to the Bulls. So, and maybe this is the the start that Rodney Hood needed. You're coming, you're coming to a good team, and now you just get a chance to go in there and just do what you do and put up put up buckets. Very very little expectation for you right now if you're Rodney Hood. Just got to be a guy who can hit the three Absolutely. And, and play some defense. Uh, one more thought: there's still an open roster spot on the team. I'm trying out. There you go, Rashad Taylor, the new 15th man. I, I almost feel like... High five, guys! <laughs> there it is. I almost feel like Portland could have got like Anthony Davis for nothing just so they could have rubbed it in L.A.'s face because they they just hate L.A. so much. I think they would have done that. <laughs> they might have done that. Um, but that open roster spot, I think, could be filled by a good player. This text says Ennis Cantor's available. I don't think Ennis Cantor's a good player, so I would not do that. Remember, the Blazers tried to sign him to a max deal. That would have been disastrous. Thank you for that, Anus. Appreciate you. Thank you, OKC, for matching it. Um, he is an he is a horrific defender, and he's not that good on offense. Where I think that's the thing. But there are some good enough players who are going to be on that buyout market that I still think you have a chance to bring in another impact player. Um, but there's all the like. Wouldn't Wes Matthews help this team? Nope. You don't think so? Wes Matthews can't move no more. But wouldn't he help as the 15th guy on the bench? And sure. Get some minutes. Sure. I mean, sure. When, uh, who was the guy on the Heat who just got bought out, who got traded to the Suns and said he wanted to get bought out, and now he's going to the Pistons? Uh, Carmelo? No. <laughs> not Carmelo. I don't know. Please don't sign Carmelo, even though I love him. Please don't sign him. Um, I'm going to forget that player's name. I, I'm sorry. But he he wanted to get bought out. He's a helpful player. And you're not – what, are you going to go get Nick Stauskas again because he got cut three times? Yeah, you could. You could. Yeah. Why not? Why not? He knows your system, right? Oh, go up, go back out there and get him. This is the problem. Get someone better. There are options out well, there. Well, I mean, if you trade somebody and then he gets cut and you, he, he clearly he was a part of your team and you see he's out there, well, shoot, let me go ahead and want to come back home. Yeah, we got you. Come on, we got a roster spot for you. No just, hard feelings. Just do better, Blazers. Come on. All right, coming up next, hate it or love it, but first, Jesse Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten thirty-six. The music is playing. It is time for Hate It or Love It. We don't have to do NFL only anymore. We got some free reign to kind of go all over the board on Hate It or Love It. Do a few things. I like it. And Rashad won last week. Apparently by a lot. I guess I really... Which makes me feel good. Screwed up. I'll just be Domination. honest. Domination. I'll just be honest. Glorious. All right, Jesse. All right. What well, I'll be got? honest. I got distracted by that Bob Costas article. Um, it's really it's interesting. In- huh? it's, it's intriguing. Yeah. Uh, so I came up with these pretty much on the fly. So I apologize. Um, but apologize. Yeah, th- that, that Bob Costas article really is worth a read if you guys want to go and... Uh, 
check were we, that were we out. right into like did the NFL pressure NBC to fire him because he talked about concussions? Is that kind of what we're? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's I don't know if we read the same article. This one on ESPN. It's pretty extensive yeah, and it that, goes I was through. It, yeah. yeah, piece by piece by piece by piece, and um, it, it it's I. It really bumps Costas up in my book as far as, like, that guy is a man of integrity, it sounds like. And, uh, you know. Uh, of course he is. He's a Syracuse grab. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, no, that must be what uh, it is. I used to really not like Bob Costas, which is kind of weird. You know, he's he's amazing at his craft. But, um, no, that definitely elevated him in my book for sure, um, reading that article. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, we'll stick with the Blazers theme. Um, that we have had, and uh, we've talked a little bit about it. You know, you've, we've dusted on it um, about w- what's this team? Uh, is this team going to be able to make a run, get out of the first round of the playoffs with the Rodney Hood, the the Skull Edition? Uh, is this enough? Not only that, right now they are currently a top four seed in the West. In fact, in their division, in the Northwest Division, three of the top four seeds in the West are out of the Northwest division. Love or hate the Portland trailblazers will not only be able to make it out of the first round, but they will keep a top four seed. Oh, uh, can I love and hate half? Can I do half? Sure. Half? Why not? I'm going to hate. They make it out of the first round. And I'm going to love that. They can keep a top four seed. This team is built to be a great regular season team. They have a ton of energy. They play hard almost every single night, and that's not the case across the NBA, uh, especially in the Western Conference. Some teams do mail it in every once in a while, and the Blazers win those games. Uh, so I'll say they'll keep a top four seed. They've been playing well in the regular season all year long, so that'll be that'll be a love for me. But hate what we talked about last segment. I don't think it gets them out of the first round because if you look at the potential matchups that they could face, I'm just going to go from three to seven, right? Just all those teams are kind of close to each other. Thunder, Rockets, Jazz, Spurs. Blazers winning the first round against any of those teams? Probably not. Uh, The the team most likely, I would say, is probably the Spurs, just because it seems like the weakest version of the Spurs. But it's San Antonio. It's Greg Popovich. I don't think you're beating them in the first round. I don't think anything that you could have done, except for some of the stuff we talked about last segment, including adding a guy like Otto Porter and Nikola Meritich, would have really helped you out of the first round because we know what this team is. We know they rely so much on Damian Lillard, and teams know how to stop it. And it's just going to be tough. So I'll love that they'll stay in the top four. I'll hate if they'll get out of the first round. Um, I'll hate both of them. Um, just because. Yeah, buddy. Well, yeah, just because I'm looking at a Blazers team that's uh, they're really playing, I guess, be above where most of us thought they would be at this point in the season. Typically, the Blazers are making that run towards the second half of the season. Lynch is right. They've used a lot of energy, and I'm just hoping that energy won't die down towards the second half of the season. Now, you bought in a guy like Rodney Hood, but like Lynch said, he's not a great defender. He's a good scorer, but that's about all he gives you at this point. And I'm looking at one major team on this on at the underneath the Blazers that could still make a couple runs, one of which is the Houston Rockets. Now, now you know that all of a sudden the Chris Paul is back. They almost won the game. They blew it last night, but Chris Paul is back for the Rockets. That can only mean good things for Houston. And then also, there's one particular team that's been out without their superstar for most of the season, and that's one Los Angeles Lakers. And LeBron hasn't played a lot 
out of the season because of that groin injury, which I think may may have been a little more serious than everybody led on to be. But at this point, let's say they they're only what three games behind the Blazers, five games behind the Blazers at this point. They can still make a huge run towards the second half of the season. You know you're going to have LeBron for most of the season. Uh, so I think he alone is worth seven wins. And if the Blazers can kind of maintain some of the some of this energy they have and they can stay healthy then they can stay within the top four. But I still think Houston, who's right underneath them, is primed to take that position. And then the Lakers, just because why? They have LeBron James. All right, like it. Lots of good takes there. Moving on. Um, I think one thing that was really interesting about the trade deadline was all the pieces that are moving to the East. It's that LeBron factor that teams think that they actually have a shot now that LeBron is in the Western Conference. Who do they have to get through? Well, the, at the beginning of the season, it was like, well, we got to get through Boston or Toronto. Well, they got to get through Boston, Toronto, Philly. Like, these teams are starting to come around. Pieces are starting to move back to the East. Love or hate? The Eastern Conference has a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship. Hate, because nobody has a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship <laughs> as long as the Warriors are still the Warriors and have the same team. It's just not going to happen. As long as all these players are still in Golden State, no one else is winning the NBA championship. It's just that simple. But to Jesse's point, there are now four teams in the East that are going to make it a very interesting Eastern Conference playoffs this year. It's been very rare to say that recently. It's been a lot of, well, it'll be the Cavs and nobody else in the Eastern Conference. But I think the Bucks, who are now, I think, currently still the one seed, are really, really good. And Giannis is continuing to improve. He's kind of the front runner with James Harden in the MVP race right now. Toronto gets Kawhi Leonard and then adds Marcus Gasol the deadline. How about that for a surprising move? He was supposed to go to the Hornets for like four straight days, and then all of a sudden the Raptors jump in and trade for Marcus Gasol. Uh, you got the Sixers, who added Tobias Harris, and now the starting five of Ben Simmons. J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and uh, oh my God, I'm going to forget they're big. We got those guys in the, oh, Joel Embiid duh, in the starting five. And that's in a great, great starting five. And the Celtics didn't do anything at the deadline, but are also really, really good. I think the, the, the playoffs are going to be fascinating, but nobody's beating the Warriors. Oh, Come sorry. on. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's beating the Warriors, unfortunately, and that's kind of why we had this conversation about the Blazers as far as there's nothing they can do to improve at this point because that still means they have to go through Golden State and nobody's going to do that at this point. What they have done is they've made their route to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, almost a little more, a little clearer. So if you're Philadelphia and you're sitting in that fourth seed right now, getting a Tobias Harris on your team really essentially for nothing, you got yourself a, a, a player that can stretch the floor. You got somebody that can get to the rim pretty effortlessly. And you got a guy that's going to be able to give you 17 points on top of Ben Simmons' 20, on top of Joel Embiid's 25, on top of the little 12, 13 JJ Redick is going to be able to give you that's improvement. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is a good big man. Marc Gasol is better than him. And all of a sudden, you just got one of the most uh, one of the better big men in the league in Marcus Gasol, one of the most consistent big men in the league in Gasol, to be paired next to a really smart basketball player in Kawhi, a really smart, heady basketball player in Kyle Lowry. And all of a sudden, they took Valanciunas and just upgraded him to Marcus Gasol, so that makes them better. Milwaukee, what else do there to say about what Giannis has been able to do? Oh, but I'll give him Miritich with another really lethal big, but this one can shoot. So now you can't just double Giannis anymore. You have a big man from, that can shoot from three that can also take three, four dribbles and get to the rim whenever he wants to, on top of Eric Bledsoe, on top of all-star Chris Middleton. All these teams just made their route to a championship relatively clear. But, I mean, beating the Warriors at that point is not going to happen. I think we all know that. All you had to do was say love, and I would have given you tons of points. Both of you. You guys made 
points about how these teams got so much better. Look at all these players that were put the on Warriors, these teams. Though, but we and know blah, 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 blah. The question was, are they going to be able – is one of the Eastern Conference teams going to be able to win? No. They all know they're not going to be able to beat the Warriors. They'd be like, you got to give me more reasons as to why they're not. Not like you guys told me how much better these teams got. because LeBron is gone. If LeBron is still there, none of this matters. I think both of us looked at it and went, well, duh, of course the Warriors are going to win. But we can still talk about how the East got better. Yeah, well, I would have – like, all you had to do was say love. I would have given you tons more points. Anyways, moving on. Final one. You guys are tied. Um, You're so salty about that. <laughs> I'm a salty individual. Um, we're going to la- – one little uh, NFL nugget here. Um, during the week, uh, came out that uh, Patrick Mahomes was told by the Chiefs, don't play basketball, which is pretty common, right? Pretty common. And normally I don't agree with Mr. Cowherd. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the, the herd myself. But one thing that we were saying during the week that I agree with is I'd rather him. Nine to noon every day on the fan. Nine to noon every day on the, on the fan. <laughs> um, is I'd rather have my star football player staying in shape in the offseason as opposed to sitting on the couch eating pork rinds. So um, with that said, love or hate, the Chiefs should just let their quarterback play basketball in the offseason. This is a really, really tough one because the first thought that I had when I saw that video was like, "Uh uh-oh, the Chiefs are not going to be happy. He's doing spin moves and dunking and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you, Jesse, in this, and I'll say love because I find it really, really sickening, although I understand why they do it and that they have this right, that they can tell a player, nah, you can't do any of these things in the offseason. You can't have fun. You can't play other sports. You can't ride a bike. You can't ride an ATV. You need to sit in a bubble so you don't get hurt for next year. I understand why they say that. But if I was the player, that would frustrate me to death. Seriously. We've seen things in the past, though, where players get hurt. Like Madison Bumgarner, for example, in the Giants, he was riding an ATV, broke his arm. Uh, Aaron Boone for the Yankees played basketball back after he hit that home run in 2003 and ended his career. He tore up his knee and he was done. And that led A-Rod to the Yankees. Thanks thanks a lot, Boone. Um, you got a World Series out of it, right? Yeah, well, you're welcome. After six years of oh, you're hell welcome. and steroids. Oh, no. But I, I, I'm really of the opinion where let players do what they want. It's their lives. It's their bodies. They understand what they can do normally. Yes, injuries can happen from walking down the stairs. You can't just give these players a bubble to live in. You have to let them do it. So I'll say love. He should be able to play basketball. Players should be able to do other sports in the offseason because they want to and it's fun it's they've they've worked hard for eight months they deserve to have a break and do what they want i'm loving or hating what now jesse i'm sorry uh whether the Chiefs should let their quarterback just play basketball in the offseason uh man i i i love it uh for the simple fact that like lynch said you can get hurt doing anything and as pro athletes uh we've seen guys tear achilles and blow knees just running and doing regular sprints and doing regular lifting and some of those things to be able to keep themselves in football or basketball or soccer shape or whatever they do so injuries happen it's just a matter of the body that has nothing to do with what you know what you're doing and everything like it's just a matter of now when you're motorcycle when you're on your motorcycle or you're on your skateboard or you like doing downhill you know bobsledding okay stuff like that yes i'm gonna step in and tell you bro that's really dangerous and i need you out here i'll need you getting hurt from that but if you're doing something that's athletic to keep yourself in shape. I'm, I'm especially at the quarterback position like that. I'm, I'm never going to tell you don't do that. Now, do I want you out there and running in the Drew League in the summer and playing multiple games over and over again? No. 
but is it okay if you go and do some run and work out in your gym and do some basketball-related workouts? Man, by all means, go ahead and do your thing. All right. We relatively uh we did it one music bed that's nice. pretty good that's rare for us yeah that is that is rare. <laughs> typically sometimes i might have to blend in another music bed or i just let it run out uh with that said our winner today is mike lynch i felt good about my last answer that's something that's been in the back of my head for a couple of weeks when did that video release two weeks ago that that basketball video yeah something like that it's been in my head since then and i it's one of those things where I think most people are on the side of the Chiefs telling him not to do it. And I'm always just like, these are people. Like, you can't just stop them from doing things they want to do. I think there's degrees of things. You're right. Like, I understand you. there's that worry of the guy that wants to make his name for himself and he plays overly aggressive with you at the gym. But, you know, this isn't downhill skiing. Like, you, you let your 10-year-old go and play basketball, you know. Like, let's have a little perspective here. This text from one of our P1s, if these guys get out enough, even sexual positions can lead to strains. And Man, I'm saying, how many times have you got a Charlie horse, you know what I'm saying, just doing something like, okay, baby, we got to stop yeah. for a minute. So, yes, man, everything can cause some type of injury. Greg Oden hurt himself bowling, you know what I'm saying, I think. so. Tiger reliever Joel Zemeyer hurt himself playing Guitar Hero. Come on, man. So things like this I are, miss that are going game, to happen. Guitar Hero was pretty cool. When I love Guitar Hero. And then they came out with Rock Band. You know, that was cool. Multiple too. instruments and just kind of killed it. I mean, they were both great games. I mi- I just miss that type of game in general is what I'm saying. I like rhythm games. Remember the Wii? We'll talk about that later. I do remember the Wii. It was awesome. All right. Well, is that next? We'll find out here on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, considering this song is from that Robot Unicorn game that was on AdultSwim.com, and we were talking, we only have like two minutes, so. You should put your mic on first. Testing. Plenty of time. You pressed the wrong button again. I didn't press a button at all, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Players mess up. Uh, You said, do you remember the Wii? And I was like, who doesn't remember the Wii? The Wii was awesome. Everybody had a Wii. I still have one. I did not have a Wii, but almost everybody had a Wii. I think they still make games for it. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Do they really? Yeah. Not just the Wii U or the whatever it is now. like The Switch. The Switch now, yeah. I only like the Wii Sports game. Like, the one with, like... Bowling, uh, bowling, and and golf. Like I could get lost playing nine holes on that golf, no problem. Yeah, we, the Wii was the best system to come out that had the motion sensor stuff, but I I did not enjoy that a lot of the games were so crappy looking, for lack of a better term. It just looked so simple. And yeah, you, you were in a time where you had the PlayStation and Xbox games all looked really good, and then you're like, I'm gonna play a Polygon guy and use my Wiimote to to do this. It just kind of it was like, eh. It felt a little like, a little cheesy, a little cheap. They just kind of kept. They made games solely for the Wiimote. I get it, but like you could have made really good games that use the motion sensor too. Yeah, you could have, and I think it was just a, a matter of the fact that you could do the you the motion sensor was nobody else was really doing that at that point, and so because we can do this, we can be crappy on the designs and everything like that. So we don't really need to make cool avatars or anything. 
So we can just get away with motion sensors. That's good enough for now. You know, nobody was. And to be honest, I never focused on how terrible the drawings were of the people. Like everything else looked good. Baseball field looked good. The the you know the the golf course looked fine. It's like okay, well shoot. It was a it was a fun system, but it was a system I think mostly geared towards kids. And then for those of us who were our who were our age, it was it was fun and it was different. Oh, okay. What? So I guess we're done. Are we done? That's as Jesse telling us breaking our ear basically. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> shut up. Switch it up. Nobody cares. I needed some Manning in this in this show. Just a little Manning. All right. Now we got dueling mu- music beds too. There we go. I was like, <laughs> my brain is hurting. What is happening? I guess that means that's it. Okay. Jesse well, doesn't want to hear about the Wii anymore. Can we talk next time about how all the shows steal our sounds and uh, and other stuff? Sure. All our sounds, all our exit musics, all of our, you know, everything. Like we're, we're we kind are, of we're Championship Sunday for a reason. We're pioneers. I guess so, man. You, we're we're on your head, man. We know what you guys are doing. Be original. Get your own stuff. Just saying. But thanks for listening. I guess. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I suppose. But at least give well, us some credit on the bibliography, man. Cite your sources. Bibliography. <laughs> thank God I gotta never have to do one of those again. Stupid bibliography. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. We're Sports Sunday from now until August. So we'll got lot, we'll have plenty of other sporting things to get to. We didn't even get to the rest of the trade deadline. So we'll probably get to that a little bit next week. And I'd love to read that Bob Costas thing and get to that. And uh, plenty of other stuff will happen during the week as well. We'll keep you up to date with the Blazers as we continue through the rest of the season. Any big stories that happen, if Manny Machado still hasn't signed or Bryce Harper, we could maybe get to that a little bit. I know you're not a huge baseball guy, Rashad, but it's been months and talk months about it. of the I, biggest I players not signing. I don't, I don't, I like baseball. I just don't follow it as close as you. Like, I like it. it you just, don't like it. No, I like baseball. I just don't watch it or listen to anybody talk about it. Well, ever. Mike likes baseball like <laughs> I like football. So, I listen to you the know, hot he likes corner. it to the next level. I listen, that's where I, I get my baseball news, the hot corner from Harrison Lynch. Thank you. Wednesday nights, 7 to 9. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be back next week. Enjoy the Sunday. Enjoy the cold if you do. Enjoy the sun. Stay safe. See you next week. Bye. Love you. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.